0: Welcome to Love at First Science, the podcast designed to dig deep into neuroscience, the human body, and anatomy. My name is Celeste. I'm a physio, and I teach anatomy to yoga teachers, and this podcast is an archive of the lessons I've learned along the way in my attempt to bring a more science-based approach into the yoga world. Hey friends, thanks for tuning in. Just a quick reminder that I don't run any ads, so this podcast can only grow with your support. If you learned something new that you found useful, please do rate and review the podcast. And if you think the content can help someone get out of pain, improve their life, move without injuries, or even just feel more inspired, please share it with them. It would mean the absolute world to me. And you never know, we just might help elevate our community along the way. My loves, I am so (laughs) excited. Dr. Perry Nicholson has yet again decided to grace us with his warm and incredible presence here on Love at First Science. And I'm so grateful because he's very busy. And yet every time I speak to him, I get this warm feeling in my heart that he's genuinely just here to support everybody with their questions. And I decided to actually bring him in to talk about headaches. Um, His primary thing is the lymph. His primary thing is looking at how the lymph can actually assist you in dealing with chronic issues, including pain. Um, and I thought he might be an, give us sort of an interesting, unique perspective on headaches. And he doesn't disappoint. I mean, this episode totally blew my mind. And it's funny because after talking to Dr. Perry, I'm a bit different afterwards. It's, I kind of move through the world in a slightly different way. And I'm hoping you'll see what I mean after you listen to this episode, because it really is inspiring. This episode has been broken up into two parts, and this is part two. This is the thing. Everything's related, and it was so nice what you actually started the conversation with because you said, you know, your brain is taking in huge amounts of data, and it's very carefully selecting what it wants to give you conscious awareness of, which is the 10%, but the 90% is still there, and you so eloquently brought us into the understanding that pain is a part of that. So let's say the pain began at a certain spot in the body. And then your brain was like, you know what, this is not changing the behavior. And my little cute human is still in serious danger. So I'm going to put that one in the background, let's hit him somewhere else. And I don't know about you. But the worst pain of my entire life is always in my head. Mm. It's like, that's what really stops me in my tracks. And I feel like a lot of people, the the, I should say, statistically, the increase in jaw pain, headaches, is probably because people are are taught to not listen to their bodies. It's like a societal Mm -hmm. context, you know, like, oh, suck it up. Um, And maybe we we are very resilient, and we can deal with a lot. And maybe we don't need to give our pain huge amount of attention. But Mm -hmm. potentially, I don't know, let me stop talking and give you a chance to say your piece.
1: (laughs) Well, that was great. I agree. And I loved how you said, you know, what was it? How you said it? that some of the the worst pain you have is in your head.
0: Always like a toothache or a headache or earache, earache is a killer or if your eye is hurting, you feel like you're going to dive in if just a tiny little eyelash lands in there.
1: That's anything
0: head related, you are stopping head cold.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's cool because it's it's that and mentally it's in your head.
0: Yeah. Hard to ignore. Pain is
1: in the brain. I mean, you you can manifest pain by focusing on it all the time. And if you think something's going to hurt, it's easily going to (laughs) hurt. Right? Because that's the placebo effect and the nocebo effect. How somebody communicates or talks with you, even yourself, you can feel better when you're quote unquote, not supposed to, or science just can't figure it freaking out yet. Or the nocebo with those same kind of languages can keep you sick, mm-hmm. right? Um, but also physically. Now, one of the reasons that that is is because that's where most of your sensory information data gather, gathering organs and body parts are located. So so I can see things and then hear things, smell things, taste things, feel things with your with balance.
0: Your, yeah, with yeah the, vestibular. The, the
1: vestibular system, the inner ear, Taste. which is probably going to be related to most things. And then you, just the articulation of the every joint in your neck, but the top three is where you're supposed to have most of the joint feedback and motion. And most people don't. So when you when you get pain there, it's super sensitive because one, anything that's closer to the brain is more important to the brain.
0: Mm, that's interesting. Right? I mean,
1: everything's important to the brain. Otherwise you wouldn't have it. Right. But listen, I mean, if something's really close to that guy, it sends a five alarm signal quick, fast, and in a hurry. Yeah. You know? So there's a lot of uh, sensory input coming in there. So it's important that it, it functions well. And then when something happens to it uh, you don't think about, listen, if you got something stuck in your eye, you're not even thinking about your back pain <laughs> all of a sudden you're going to say what back pain because your brain says, dude, you can't see (laughs) back pain come back later. Right. But listen, that's telling you already a thing right now that if those areas are really, really important to the brain, you should always be looking at doing something to those areas when anything in your body hurts.
0: So you're saying even if I had back pain or knee pain or shoulder pain, I should also pay attention to what's happening from the neck above.
1: Yeah. So right now when I treat people, I never treat any part of the body until I treat from the collarbone up first for a long period of time.
0: And what kind of thing are you doing? Neurologically,
1: neurologically, it's so powerful.
0: Of course, because your brain favors what's happening up here because it's so precious. But but when you say treat, can you give us a little glimpse into what's happening with your hands and with your approach?
1: Yeah, so a lot of it's just paying uh, proprioceptive uh, healing, what they call affective touch, like like caring, intentional touch doesn't have to be hard touch or deep touch. It's not the you know, I'm going to put you in pain, push to the center of the earth and stretch your fascia to get you better, because I found and I think current pain research has found that, too, that if you put people in pain, when you're trying to get them out of pain, you keep them in pain longer. Yeah, because you put them into that fight or flight response and you feed the dragon in the cave and the baby dragon becomes a big adult dragon. <clears throat> so, yeah, just touching the face. That's why I love freaking facials. I think people who get facials, <laughs> it's, a, it's a amazing. First of all, it feels phenomenal. But it's an amazing part of healing in the body and it gets so the... That's uh, your
0: secret. That's why you is. look so bloody good. Every time I Actually, see you, I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I'm like, I know he does all his limb stuff, but he looks really good.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Yeah. Well, when you drain the lymph, which has all those toxins trapped in it, you know, it's going to make a difference in how resilient your cells are so you can heal, recover and regenerate and make new fresh ones, right? But you have to remember that when you're doing this work on the collarbone up, you're not just affecting the muscular system. I mentioned before that, one, uh, through touch, you're influencing how every fluid in the body moves and how your your nervous system reacts to touch. But you're also influencing the vagus nerve quite substantially. And the other, um, without going too deep in the rabbit hole, but you're very brilliant at teaching people, is about the, cranial nerves of the body the nerves that come off the skull cranium hence well those are really important because they come directly off the brain and they stay close and they're to most of the stuff that we talked about right so when you begin to pay attention to this region, i'm gonna increase blood flow up to the brain And I'm going to decrease blood flow away from the brain. So what does that mean? I'm going to ensure that you have proper nutrient supply and oxygen supply to the brain because that's the only way you're going to get it through two primary arteries, the vertebral artery and the internal carotid artery. Guess where they come from? Uh, The collarbone, right? (laughs) So if they're decreased in blood flow, you get decreased in oxygen and the brain needs a lot of oxygen because it's very metabolic. And if you decrease oxygen in the brain, you're also going to influence how neurons wire and fire, which might just influence how they interpret threat signals. And you might have pain because you don't have enough oxygen, right? Not just in the local tissues, but in your head first, right? That's what I need you to get people to understand here is that you may have low oxygen in your knee because you got poor blood flow to your knee, but you may have poor blood flow in your brain too. So clear the brain first, then go to the knee. You understand? I do. But it also is the waste out. So, once that blood flow goes up and it goes through all of those cells and all of those neurons, which make a lot of neuron poop, every time they wire and fire, they create crap. And that stuff's got to get out. Well, guess how it gets out? Through the artery, through the veins, and through the limbs. And I clear that when I work the head, neck, and face. Right, and then you work all of the surrounding nerves that go with those things, because I contend that the nerves are only as healthy as the environment that the nerves are living in, and that environment is controlled by fluid flow. Right, and because all of that you have, you have a lot of blood flow to nerves, and yeah. you have a lot of lymph actually that can be uh, that are around the nerves, and then the brain fluid is surrounding all of the brain nerves. The cranial nerves. So if you have yucky, gooky brain fluid, that's the medical terminology for you. (laughs) As well as neuron poop. Yeah, because you're (laughs) backed up from poor lymphatic flow and poor venous flow, you're going to tick off nerves because your nerves are living around toxic sewage that can't get out. Right. So you have to think of the bigger picture here of just rubbing muscles and rubbing fascia. You need to every time you do that, it feels good. But you're also influencing the what I call the supply chain that those cells that are crying for help need in order to heal and recover and regenerate. And nobody really pays attention. Anybody pays attention to the face until something hurts on the face or they're looking for a cosmetic. Right. Yeah. So but if you did feel pain on your face, you won't pay attention to hardly anything else. In the body, because it's that important when you yeah, think of yeah. a toothache, right? Ugh. Think of a jaw pain, and all those things will usually lead to you getting some type of uh headache of some sorts, right? Um, so you always start from the bone and work your way up around the face and then along the back. That's why I tell people just. Uh, massage your own uh, face, head, neck, jaw, your ears, rub over your eyes, massage your scalp. Oh, my goodness. That's a lovely one. And then go to the back of the head and the back of the neck. Do that on your own first and then maybe go to somebody else and have them do it to you. I always say start with yourself first because some people stuck in a chronic state of fight or flight. They get very uncomfortable with anybody touches their face yeah. because subconsciously another person's hands it's around different. the most valuable real estate in your body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you need to be along and with someone that you feel comfortable with and that you uh, trust. So you always start with yourself because hopefully you won't hurt yourself. <laughs> so your your stress response will go down. So you're not you don't have uncertainty about, OK, what's this person going to do freaky inside my ear or you know around my eye and stuff like that? Did that make sense?
0: Definitely. I'm so grateful that you have just given us all, guys, I hope you're listening, that we can all go get facials. Dr. Perry said so. It's not just good for looking nice. <laughs> I mean, this is like the best news ever. But That's also, a bonus too.
1: I mean, holy cow, you feel great. And you look phenomenal. I mean, pff, yeah. that's a double check the win box right there.
0: Big time. And it's just so educational. I just love the fact that, you know, we are able now to to really deeply understand the fact that spending time, whether it be ourselves or with a professional actually attending to our uh, head, neck, jaw areas, even through the scalp is actually a a deep form of self care that can actually lead to better quality of life.
1: Yeah, can I I venture into something that might be kind of crazy, but- I love the crazy,
0: that's why I I bring you on.
1: I want to explain it to you of why this is very powerful, even though it seems like hokey-pokey in the beginning. We talked about, you know, touch, affective touch, you know, uh, caring, empathetic touch, even from yourself, right? But it's also the power of I'm going to talk about how symbols in our world affect physiology and our stress response. So for instance, I could put up uh, a very powerful symbol, is what, the cross. I can put that up and people will have an emotional reaction to that based on what their, their home life, their culture, their society, their past stories their past experiences, or what somebody else filled up their head with about them that I could mangle that cross. And it turns into a swastika. You understand? That's a very different visceral response, but it's the same two freaking lines. You understand? So words and symbols change physiology because they change your perception and your concept of the world, which changes pain because pain is all about perception. So what I have people do is uh, when I say the word heart or you see the shape of a heart, what does that usually do to you? What do you think about love, love
0: or like right? or
1: is, positive? Yeah, or lack of but it's something that's a very visceral human thing. And most human beings are lacking in it, uh, particularly from themselves. Oh yeah. Okay. It's very hard to get love from another person when you don't love yourself. Sometimes we'll use that love from another person to help us get it, but that ultimately doesn't lead to happiness. And then you could actually keep yourself in a toxic relationship without understanding why, right? Yeah. So. I I can't remember. I think I may have learned this from initially from Mel Robbins. If you know Mel Robbins, she said something that she has people throughout the day. And I'm going to say how I expanded on this. She says, your job is to look for three heart shapes in your world every day. And trust me, they're going to show up freaking everywhere. And here's what I want you to realize. They've always been there. You just didn't recognize it because you weren't in the Now, Echatole, you weren't in the moment. And then all of a sudden you notice them, right? And then a calmness happens and then it becomes like, this is free great. Right now I found six, I found 10, but you're looking for love, you understand? Hmm. And then here is what I I know we talk about proprioception, which is touch. So what I have people do is I actually have them when they have TMJ or a headache, I have them physically draw tiny, small hearts with their fingers around the parts of their head, neck, face, whole body that hurts over and over and over. And when you do that, you subconsciously send something into that reason, whether you want to or not of, I love you. It's okay. I accept you. I understand you're doing the best you can with what you got in the moment you're in. Now, for the people that this sounds like it's frou-frou, what i'll tell you is this one i just told you why it works but two you just haven't hit a hard enough rock bottom yet where you're eventually going to do this because when you run out of options and everybody tells you we can't find out what's wrong with you based on the current research and all these things that we're doing you're going to turn to this stuff quick fast and in a hurry because it's the only thing you got left right so it's going to play a role in there and i kid you not that very little practice of just the proprioceptive touch, the gentle, affective AFF ECTIV touch, which goes straight up into the insulin and the brain to give you a sense of safety and well being, whether you want it to or not, you're gonna feel different.
0: Hey, my loves, real quick, if you are hypermobile, be sure to check out my book, Too Flexible to Feel Good, where my co author and I share the latest signs on how to help a bendy body feel awesome. If you already have the book, please do leave it an Amazon review. It helps more than you could ever know. And it just might help someone else feel a bit more stable in their bodies. The book is called Too Flexible to Feel Good and you can get it from most online retailers. And that's what everyone's after, hey? Feeling a bit different.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah, well, different is the name of the game, right? What's change? What's change? Different is what that is.
0: It's so crazy because you know what I just thought while you were saying that is that everyone wants change because they obviously don't feel good. People want that thing that's different, but we keep doing the same things over and
1: over. Well, we, we like we want change, but we're terrified of it. Yeah. Right. And people don't really change in their life when you're comfortable because you're comfortable. You're only going to change when you get bored. Right. But when you're really comfortable, you'll find some way to sabotage yourself because that gets boring really quick when you're comfortable all the time, right? Because life is supposed yeah. to be about challenges because that's how you need stressors to overcome and become more resilient and live a great life, right? You don't want to be a, you know, a sea slug that, that mm-hmm. does not move around, not doing anything. But that's also, you know, change is terrifying because with change comes, certain, comes something that stresses the nervous system out more than anything, which is uncertainty, not knowing. That's really freaky to the body because it's like, I don't know what's coming next and I don't know if I can deal with that. So what you find actually is it's the better the devil that you know than you don't know. A lot of people will stay in their pain because that's more comforting than going out into something where they can drown without a sandbar or a life preserver to hold on to. Because that's yeah. how your brain thinks, because all of these strategies that you've got going on with pain are protective. Right. Yeah, so they're, they're, it's not that there a lot,
0: don't you? People helping you all the time, and you get attached to that right. kind of love. And, uh, you know, people are always there it for me be. when it's I'm a, in pain. When I'm not in pain, no one's around.
1: <laughs> yeah, it could be its own form of manipulation. I mean, when you're alone uh, out, oh, I learned this on Safari that when you're alone by yourself out in the, in the woods for a long period of time, stuff doesn't hurt as much because you ain't got time to feel pain or you're going to die. You know, you, you got to get things done. Mm-hmm. It's a priority system. So a lot of times you'll feed your pain for emotional reactions from somebody else. I see it all the time, but in relationship to pain, I don't look at it as either a good pain or a bad pain or a good movement or a bad movement. I look at them as useful. So everything that your body does and your nervous system does is because at one point in time, whatever it did, it was useful to do so, right? So pain is useful because trust me, if you didn't have pain, you would die faster because you don't know what to avoid and what to stay away from. You know, I would, you would run into the fire or put your hand on the stove longer. And that ain't going to work out well, right? So the brain will go back to those strategies that it's used like pain. Pain is a strategy of protection. It will keep going back to that a lot because at one point it did keep you alive and away from something and it just defaults to it because it's easy to do so right? You just have to give it options. It doesn't know what it doesn't know. So you have to give it options. Well, this ties back into what I told you about before when I touch your body and now you have 10 places of pain as opposed to the one that you talked about, I just gave you nine other options to go after, as opposed to the one that's been hurting you. So one of the key things when people have the headaches or jaw pain is that I, I definitely tell people to start from the collarbone and work your way up. And then the other place that I tell them to check is um, uh, other places on the front of the body, because they're really important to how well the head and the neck work. One, because it's connected by fascia, but just spend a little time um massaging and rubbing and getting lots of motion and draw these hearts and all that on your uh, abdomen, on your belly, it, particularly it, around your belly button.
0: It. Re- I'm going to get into the belly button thing in a second, because that sounded really juicy. Um, but I just wanted to briefly interject and say, it really reminds me of uh, tapping as a, as a treatment modality. And for anyone listening who doesn't know, you basically have certain, spots on the body that your index and middle finger will just gently tap repeatedly whilst your mantra is, um, even though I'm experiencing XYZ, which could be pain or an emotional distress, I love and accept myself fully. And it's incredible watching people do this process because many people have an emotional breakdown, repeating words like I love and accept myself. It's actually fascinating how hard it is for some people to just say those words out loud once, let alone repeatedly. No wonder we're all sick.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's going to come back into that emotional component um, to chronic pain because there's going to be, right? So yeah. And plus you're getting the same type of thing. You're getting some of that big fancy word proprioceptive sensory input to the body, uh, tapping the regions. But then here's my next question. You tap those regions, one, you're getting some of those energetic, you know, uh, Eastern medicine, uh, Chinese acupressure points, meridian points. They're energy channels, you know, but they're basically fascial channels as well. But when you tap into those regions, what do you think that you're influencing there? All the others as well. Yeah. Well, the nerve the, the blood, blood vessels and yeah. the arteries and all those things as well. Yeah. So it all, it all goes together when you uh, put your hand on, on a region and then it's just the self-talk that you say to yourself, it says one of the reasons, listen, one of the reasons this stuff works so well, it's not rocket surgery. One of my friends said, cause you know, it's a rocket science. So he said, rocket surgery. <laughs> is that One of the reasons that rubbing your face works so well is because nobody rubs their face. Yeah. Like you're just doing something different to the body. And it's the same thing with the abdomen, right? I mean, nobody ever looks at the abdomen because it doesn't hurt until something hurts, like your face, get something. in when your eye, you're going to pay attention to your face. Quick, you get abdominal pain. You're going to pay attention to that and nothing else. You're hardwired to protect your abdomen. Most people only look at the abdomen because of how it looks. And then what's the what's emotion is tied to most people's abdomen. Shame.
0: Yeah, it doesn't look pretty enough
1: because they hate the way it looks. I'm too skinny. I'm too fat. I have this. I I have I have a three pack, not a six pack, for goodness sakes. I mean, they tear themselves up that bad. Right. Yeah. And then you hold a lot of emotional tightness and tension in the abdomen. That's the gut brain axis. That's going to help your brain, too, with the headache, because your digestive system is going to influence what happens in your brain. Right. Blood flow. Most of the blood flow to your gut is going to come from the brain anyway, through the vagus nerve, stimulating it to do so. Right. And so that reason is usually so tight and so tense for people when they get in there and they massage it. They're really surprised. Right. And but they feel so much better when they start to do it. One of the things that I learned when I studied Eastern medicine is I can't remember who said it because I studied so many different disciplines and that's been so influential for me, is that they said, if you just teach people to spend uh, 20 minutes a day rubbing and massaging their abdomen, they're going to change their body and they'll change pain anywhere. And holy cow, I found out to be true. It's just getting people to do anything for 20 minutes. Uh, So I usually tell them, how about you make a deal? How about, can you give me two minutes? Can, Can you just rub your... Your belly and your abdomen for two minutes every single day. And here's my next question. Here's the next question I get. What do you think it is? Uh, how long? I mean, how deep? How fast? Which direction? And then my answer from before is yes. Do Just it get all. In there and do it all. But here's what I tell them you always do the collarbone first, then you do the abdomen. Yeah. Right. So, in my world, collarbone comes first before anything, Okay. anything.
0: This is gold, zero discussion,
1: way. zero debate. Then I'm going to work everywhere else. And then I'll usually will go down to the uh, abdomen and your abdomen is going to be so thrilled. They're going to be, oh, my God, I've been waiting for you to show up here your whole life. Yeah. Thank you. Right. And because uh, y- you. y- your headache will feel better because one. When you rub your abdomen, you're going to influence blood flow there. <laughs> you're going to influence all the nerves that sit in there that are part of your parasympathetic nervous system through your vagus nerve because they go to all your organs. And then your sympathetic system that sits even deeper in that region. But you're going to get the organs there that have to absorb all the nutrients and take care of all the waste. And that's your gut and your liver. And then most people will have headaches because they have some issue down below. With uh, too little blood flow, toxic liver, stuff like that. And when you rub your abdomen, you're going to change both of those.
0: I just am so in awe of you and the way you explain things. You're (laughs) just so great, Dr. Perry. And a heartfelt thank you for. Just being you for doing this work, you know, for showing up and, and it's not easy always talking about things like drawing a heart on your body, you know, you probably get a lot of ridicule for that. But the fact that you're so, I don't know, you're just like really salt of the earth, explain things from a place of deep knowledge because you've actually used this stuff so many times on so many people and it had such profound effects. Um, and you've actually had some deep personal experience, which I encourage you guys to listen to the first episode with me and Dr. Perry because... Um, she just goes into a bit of his story, which is fascinating. And I'm just so grateful. We got to do this again.
1: It's over. We got to go. Well, we've got
0: <laughs> like four minutes left, which I feel oh. like is a shame because I, well, I've, one of the things I just wanted to kind of finish the interview with is something I always ask everyone is if mm. you could give the world one message, what would your message to the world be?
1: Oh. Well, I I just told it to you, honestly, because I like to give them some action, action steps is that if you can take the time to rub your collarbone on the left, rub your collarbone on the right, and then rub your belly every single day, you know, just start off for a couple minutes, you're going to make some changes in your body, in your physiology, in your blood flow, in your lymph flow, in your nervous system, and in your life. Uh, You're going to feel those. uh, There's a highly emotional regions as well because they live by lots of blood flow channels, but they also live by lots of energetic channels, you know, chakra channels, things like that. Um, And it's little and often over the long haul, and that means do it every day. Some of those things can blow your mind on how powerful they are. That I would start there because it's going to be super powerful for you.
0: I'm going to have that printed on a big billboard (laughs) and I'm going to get it installed in every town of the planet as soon as I make my millions um, because it's such good advice. But hopefully we're starting with getting this information out with this podcast. So guys, if any of the information that Dr. Perry has shared today has resonated with you and you think it could help someone, please share this podcast and please do go and look up Dr. Perry Nicholson. Um, Dr. Perry, your brand name is Stop Chasing Pain, which is pure genius. So, guys, Stop Chasing Pain, if you just type that into Google, you're going to find everything related to Dr. Perry. And he has taken, he's gone to great lengths to share very deep powerful information that's transformational for people Um, but is there anything else you wanted to sign off with before we end the chat today
1: oh well first of all thank you so much for having me back we hit the flow state matrix where i'm like i'm bringing my (laughs) eyes every time boom that's the energy right there that's that's the universe right there i'm so grateful and honored to be on and thank you so very much for everyone for tuning in i hope i inspired you maybe to think a little bit differently i i think that one of the things that I've I've started to understand in my work is that sometimes it's just me pointing out things that are really obvious that we forget about, some of those basics and fundamentals. But it's not so much that I teach people techniques and ways to do things. I like to teach them how to think, just think a little bit differently uh, about themselves, about pain, and about their body, and to realize that you can make some differences in your life with very simple things that can empower you and heal you just starting with some of the stuff that we did today. And I thank you again for, for letting me be on the show. Always such a wonderful time oh, to be with, you, be with you. Your energy yeah, just makes me feel so good. I just, <laughs> I'm so
0: lucky that I got to host this interview twice. Oh my God, it's amazing. And guys, a heartfelt thank you for you guys who are listening to these chats. I know that they're uh, full of really deep information and the fact that there's curious people like you out there, honestly, is what makes life worth living for me. Um, so Dr. Perry, thank you to all of you guys listening. Thank you, and I look forward to talking to you again, Dr. Perry, thank you so much. Thanks for listening, everyone. That was part two. Next week, we'll be welcoming a new guest. Remember, if this episode was helpful at all, please do share, rate, and review.